Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio, where today is Tuesday, and on Tuesdays is the day that we do the show from the pulpit to the couch, where you will be basically receiving biblical teachings from someone in pastoral leadership or in ministry, as well as myself, Jeanette Abney, a licensed marriage and family therapist. Now, today's topic is one of those topics, again, that I always say is a very interesting topic, but today we're going to be talking about the role of a woman. Now, when I say the role of a woman, it's like, what do that mean to a lot of individuals. A lot of times individuals either can abuse this role, take this role for granted, or either minimize their role, which is one of the reasons why this topic came up or is of interest. Now, last week when we ended the show, Mr. Tony was saying that he wanted to interview Tammy and myself. And as us being a woman, you know, it was a good idea. So with that being said, and considering that we are women, I thought, okay, well, let's talk about that role. How did we get to where we are in life? And it's crazy because I just sent Tammy a text message. She's talking about I'll be ready in 20 minutes. I'm like, okay. And so part of being a woman is we also have to be very resilient and adapt. So I'm going to let it do what it do, and I'm going to roll with it. Now, this episode today is designed to basically address the role of a woman. Many have seen strong women throughout their life, be it a grandmother, a mother, an aunt, a sister, a woman in a church, someone in a community. Many of us have people that we look up to. Just yesterday, I attended a Martin Luther King event in North County, basically San Diego County in California, and my friend, Ms. Park, Ms. June Parks was honored. She was honored as she is one of the originators that started the Martin Luther King Breakfast in San Diego County, and she started it at Friendly Church of God in Christ located in Oceanside. Now, that is my girl, but Ms. Parks is like 80-something years old, and we roll. We we do. I, I mean, I love her to death. But as a woman, she is a strong woman. She is a vicarious woman. She's a feisty woman. But I learned a lot from her. I also got to see my other, I call her my mentor, Carol Dillard Brooks, who's another woman who basically, when we talk about these role models, these are some of the women that have been very instrumental in my life, as well as my mother, Regine Sistrunk, whom I dedicate the show to with Precious Predicaments because her nickname was Precious, my grandmother, Rosalie Sistrunk, as well as Willella Brooks. And I have a lot of aunties and cousins and my daughter that I'm very, very proud of. But when we start talking about a woman, and let me not forget Mother Estelle, because that's my girl too. Now, with, and if I miss your name, it is not on purpose. Now, with women being everywhere, like I said, television, magazines, in our neighborhood, has the role of a woman actually changed? Because as a therapist, I see and I hear a lot of different things, and many of it has to do with one's self-esteem, self-respect, you know, relational issues that they're going through, parenting issues. I want to hear your thoughts. Now, if you want to call in or you have something you want to share, give me a call at 
387-387-1914. Now, a woman take on many roles, and balancing it can be very, very interesting, as you guys can tell I'm doing this on the show today. And it can also affect one's view on life as well as impact their relationships with others when we start talking about that. Now, before I even put the information out, because I kind of struggled with this topic and putting it, not struggling with the topic, but putting the information together, meaning how are, how was I going to let this just flow and let it go and let it roll? What was the main thing that I wanted individuals to get out of this? And it kind of originated also from one of my church sisters, Joanne. I We listened to this Pastor Blake, and he talks a lot about different things, and it kind of made myself question, how did I become the woman that I am? How did I even know what a woman's role was supposed to be? My mother taught us about an education. She taught us how to take care of ourselves, to be self-sufficient, to be independent, and sometimes individuals can take that overboard. You know, I was listening to um, T.D. Jakes, and he was talking about how a lot of women are taking on this, this role of just being too strong in regards like we don't need a man, and, and that's not always the case. So where is this coming from, and what is your perception of the role of a woman? Now, when I went on Facebook, I put some questions out there, and it indicated, how do you define a woman? What is the role of a woman in and out of the church? How is a woman to engage in a relationship with others? And what is a silly woman? That's why I want to talk about it. Because, like I said, with me being a therapist in San Diego County, Orange County, Riverside County, I have the ability to meet with individuals and speak with individuals from all walks of life. And I hear and I see a lot of things. And what helps me is my experience in regards to growing up in the city of Compton. And not just the fact that I grew up in Compton, because I remember a person called me ghetto. And I said, I'm so far from ghetto, I don't even know what ghetto means. And the definition of ghetto didn't even fit me. But that was their perception, because a lot of people don't know. I remember hearing my auntie say, we are survivors. I remember some of the things that I would hear my mother and my grandmother and some of the things that they would say, and it kind of shaped my thoughts in regards to how a woman was supposed to be. However, the problem is it didn't help me with how a woman was supposed to engage in a relationship, especially with the opposite sex. So that was kind of confusing for me. Now, I want to share some information before we even dig into this, because today is Tuesday when we do the show from the pulpit to the couch. I want to talk about just even some empowering Bible verses for women, because when we start talking about that and growing up in the church, as many of us have done, some people have kind of went astray. Some individuals have started taking on their own role their own perceptions, their own beliefs, how they didn't want to be like the things that they saw their mother or their grandmother do, and that is fine if it's working for you. But if you're struggling with that, maybe we need to kind of look at some of the things that we're doing. Now, I'm looking at an article, and this article is basically from Odyssey, and it indicates and it says we all have those days where we let negative thoughts that we're not good enough, not pretty enough, not smart enough, invade our minds. 
it's easy to lose hope of those situations and feel like it will be easier sometimes just to give up. However, the Bible reminds us that these things that we tell ourselves are not true, and it gives us affirmation that we need. So I want to go over some of these Bible verses, considering that today is Tuesday, and this is when we do the show, because one of the things that I've also noticed, even growing up and going to school, is a lot of times some of the women that you would see that were beautiful, that you thought they were smart, they didn't believe that. And a lot of times they have the lowest self-esteem. And I used to be like, why? Wow. Where a lot of that time when we start talking about being a woman, how does your self-esteem even fit into that? How does your self-respect plays a role in that? Now, it goes into the first one that talks about Proverbs 31:25. She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of, future, of the future. Now, I find that very interesting because when we start talking about Proverbs, is when we talk about a woman's clothing, the role of a woman, a lot of times I've heard men say or they criticize what women wear. Women will say they can wear whatever they want to wear. You know, just even yesterday when I was at the event, I had a dress on. And um, the first thing my other sister from another mother said, I was looking like Tina Turner, and I wasn't trying to look like Tina Turner. I didn't know that dress was that short. I really didn't. But I didn't have nothing else to put on by the time because I didn't take no more clothes with me. So we start talking about the clothing of a woman. Do that define who that woman really is? Now, when it talks about she laughs without fear of the future, a lot of women that I know, and I'm going to say Ms. Zeddy Mae Harvest, she was one that was a worry ward. She would just worry, worry, worry. Should we be worried about the future as a woman? So these are just some of the things when we start talking about the Proverbs and talking about the Bible, but if we just stand on the word of God, how does that fit in? Now, let me log on this caller because somebody's calling in. Thank you, Jesus, because I don't want to be talking about myself. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Predicaments, number is 69. How are you doing? Good. How are you this morning? I'm so glad you called in. How are you doing? It was so nice seeing you yesterday. <laughs> it was nice seeing you, too. I tried calling twice before to the other number, and it told me there was no show scheduled for the next 24 hours, so I clicked on the link, and it gave me this number. Okay, yes, 516-387-1914. So thank you for mm-hmm. joining me. Now, I'm talking about the role of a woman. And when we talk about the role of the woman and the hats that we play and balancing this out, a lot of women struggle with this, especially their self-esteem, because most women were taught to be a woman by watching another woman. And sometimes Uh that may not have all the tools or maybe have been taught how to be a woman herself. And we're finding that a lot of times people are failing in this area because some women are giving other women bad advice. Some women are clinging on to the wrong people. I was hearing how just being there with Miss Parks yesterday and, you mm-hmm. know, and just the role that she played even in a community and even her role as a woman and just seeing so many other dignitaries and people that were, you know, in ministry and out of ministry and just even at the event that we were at yesterday. Now, mm-hmm. what is your take on this topic, the role of a woman? I'm sorry, you broke up a little bit. What was that? What do you want to add to this show when we talk about the role of a woman? What is your take on that? I agree with a lot of, I agree with just about everything you said. You know, we learn our roles from 
are the women figures in our lives, you know, and we get what we get. If they're, if they're defected in any way, we get their defects, we get their misunderstandings, we get their prejudices. And then as we grow and enter into relationships, then we have to redefine our roles to fit the relationship that we're in. And I think it depends on how well we adjust. But overall, the role of a woman is to be the support of the of the home, the household. The, the man is supposed to be the strength. But the role of the woman really is to hold that man up. And he's only so strong as his woman is. Mm-hmm. They say behind every good man is a good woman. You know you just gave me mm-hmm. a topic for another show, Defective Women. <laughs> You know, my mind just be going, 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 going. As, you know, I hear people talk, I start writing things down, jotting it down. I'm like, you know what, we need to talk about that, the effect of women. Now, I want to read some more scriptures, and it talks about Psalms 46.5. God is uh-huh. within her. She will not fall. A lot of times right. people don't understand. We talk about the strength of a woman, the endurance of a woman. You know, we go through so much. But sometimes we can't rely on nothing but God because even as, you know, are married or divorced or whatever our uh, marital status is, a lot of times we want to depend on somebody, but sometimes we don't have nobody but God to depend on. Right. What do you want to add when we talk about that just Psalms 46, 5? God is within her. She will not fall. That's a strong woman. That's the definition of a woman right there. And that's the main reason why I wanted to call in today when I seen the topic is because, you know, I think that you're an amazing woman and you yourself, like you were saying about Mother Parts, you wear many hats. And I thought, you know what, this is going to be a good show because I've had the privilege, I've had the honor of being able to work with you for a few months. And I know that you're an amazing woman. I thought, you know what, she's going to have a lot to say. I called in to learn some more, so. You know, but (laughs) I like that scripture right there because that's where the majority of my strength comes from, and I know yours as well. And um, Mm -hmm. I think a woman that's grounded in God, like just like it says, she will not fall because if we know that that's where our strength comes from, then we know that the sky really is the limit because God is not going to let us fall when we continue to turn to him and trust in him and just ask him, okay, Lord, which way do I go? What do I do next? He knows the way to go. And a woman grounded in God is sure-footed. Girl, you know what? That's why when I when I got the text from Tammy and she said she was doing something, she would be ready in 20 minutes, and I know that she was, the show was about to start in a minute, all I could do was laugh. Mm-hmm. That was before I even read that verse. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to make it do what they do. I'm going to do it now. And I thank God for you calling in because I did not want to be talking to myself. I appreciate you, Thea. But you know what? And there are oh, so many you. other things there because there's a lot of stuff that's going on. I just got my speaker sheet done. I'm going to be doing some speaking engagements. Wow. It's going to be a journey. But you know what? As long as I put God first, I will not fall. So That's right. Supposed to be doing. Now the next one it talks about Luke one forty five. Blessed is she mm-hmm. who believes that the Lord will fulfill His promises to her. Because a lot of times you can't put it all on other people because men will fail you. Sometimes they don't mm-hmm. know no better. 
But you have to believe that she is in the Lord and who will fulfill his promises to her. You know, there's right. many have this book, and it was about the promises of God. Girl, I would read that book uh-huh. so much that my whole book are falling apart. <laughs> you said you would go do this, so you need to do it and do it now. You know, but yeah. there's just some of the that we can stand on, like I said, the role of a woman. And Proverbs 31, 17 says she is energetic and strong and a hard worker. Now, you know what that hard worker, because we have women out there that are business women. We have women that are stay-at-home moms. We have women that go out there and work every day. My mother retired from her job after 33 years after working at Dolly Madison. And she would get up and go to work. She did what she had to do. Now, part mm-hmm. of that work that I inherited, but I kind of also know when to take a break because I know like yesterday I was exhausted. I thought I could do a whole lot of stuff yesterday. But by the time I went <laughs> to the event, went to the dentist, <laughs> got home, I said, uh-uh. Went grocery sh- went shopping. I said, uh-uh, I'm going to sleep. I am going to that's sleep. And that's exactly what I need. So we have to know even being a hard worker, we need to know when to take a break and get some rest. What is your take right. on that? Energetic and strong and a hard worker. Energetic, I agree. You know what? We have to know when to rest. You know, um, like a lot of times we, I think, think, okay, like the role of, getting, staying on the topic, the role of a woman, we think, okay, now I need to get this done. I need to get that done. I need to do this done. They, they might depend, be depending on me for this, or he might de- be depending on me for that, or, you know, you might have to do something for your mom or your family or anything. But if we don't know when to stop and rest, we're no good for anybody, no matter how much energy we think we are, no matter how great we think we are at multitasking. If we don't remember to stop for some me time, every woman needs me time. And that's like you said yesterday, uh, when you went home and took a nap, it's just knowing when to stop. Because no matter what we think we need to be taken care of or be on top of, it's going to be okay if we're not right there right that, right at that minute. Because if we show up raggedy, everything's going to fall apart anyway. Mm-hmm. That is true. That is so true. You know, and I tell people as we age and even aging, because my family, we, 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 we kind of great, great, we age gracefully. So I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I finally got my glasses, right? Because, you know, I got to renew my driver's license in April for my birthday. So I made you sure got I went to, Do I have what? Yeah, I have my glasses on Facebook. Oh, my my glasses on. They was kind of crooked, but I got them on. But, you know, it's funny because <laughs> I went to a place where I can get two pair of glasses for the price of one <laughs> because nice. I know. I knew if I only had one pair, I was going to lose up. And what did I do? I messed around, yeah. went home this, yesterday. I think I thought I had my glasses on yesterday. I thought I did. Yeah, we um, didn't. Oh, okay. Well, I had, no, you know what? I didn't. I had to go pick my glasses up after I left the event. That's what I had to do. So I had to go pick up my glasses. Okay. That was another project. I do. So I went and picked my glasses up. Why, when I got home, I messed around and left my glasses at home before I got on the road to drive to L.A.? I had to turn around, drive all the way back home just to get my doggone glasses. So I'm I'm taking care of that, but I got some glasses. Another thing, and it talks about Proverbs 11:16, a gracious woman gains respect. It goes into the ruthless man, gains only wealth. But the thing is, we talk about respect. 
the role of a woman, as a woman, we have to respect ourselves. Because when we respect right. ourselves, people will respect us. They really will. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm looking at something else, and it talks about Joshua 1 and 9. It talks about be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. But the Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. You know, a lot of times um, there's a project that I'm going to be working on. I'm going to put it out there. But I'm going to be putting together some venue because I want to start another thing where it's more visual and talking about women mm-hmm. with a vision. And I want to be, I'm going to be interviewing women, talking to women and doing a roundtable talk of talking about women with their visions because many women are discouraged. Many women feel they're either too old, not pretty enough, not smart enough, and we need to leave that alone and not be discouraged or dismay, but put one step forward and go on with whatever it is that God meant for us to do or whoever he meant for us to be. You know, I was right. up there getting my classes I forgot how old I was. When I when I realized <laughs> see, I had to pull out a calculator. <laughs> I'm sitting there filling out the paperwork, girl. I broke out with a calculator. I know they probably was like, What is this woman doing? I'm like, I'm not that no, no, it can't be. I'm like, what the heck is this? Girl, but you know what, honey? I'm going to roll it to the – I was confused because I still kept thinking I was going to be 53. I was like, I was 53 last year. I'm going to be 54 for real. <laughs> but, but you know what? The windows of opportunity, stuff that are coming my way. So even when Delta was talking about my dress yesterday, because I didn't know my dress was that short, she, she, she was driving down the street, right? She looked at me and said, hey, Tina Turner. <laughs> Girl, uh-uh. she's a look good, but you see, when I took Miss Parks up there, girl, I pulled that dress down and got my butt right on out the way. I'm not trying to be in your pictures. I'm not trying. I didn't know that dress was that short until I put it on, but I didn't have no choice. Ain't what no story. I Don't didn't say nothing when I seen you. No, you caught me on another one when I had to. Um, when I was in Compton and I had to go to, to or to go to work and I had nothing else to wear, you looked at me like, where you go? <laughs> I said, I didn't have nothing else to wear. But you know what? I did not necessarily who I was as a therapist and as a woman. So, but again, be strong, be courageous, don't be afraid or discouraged for the Lord God is with you. Another thing is she's saying, Timothy, did, did I cancel the show? It's about she called in. No, I didn't cancel the show. I mean, no, I'm telling you that one number, the one number that you give in the text message, when I call that number, it says there. Thank you for calling in, but it says Block Talk Radio, and then it says there are no shows scheduled for the next 24 hours, and it hangs up. So I clicked on the link. The number in your text message gives 1814. If you call that number, hey. it says there are no shows scheduled. But um, if, if, you, if you click on the link, then it gives 1914. That's what I had to do because I called in twice before I got through. Okay. Well, Tammy trying to call in, and she's talking she can't well, get she, through. You it's, just need to let her know to call 1914 instead of 1814. Well, you know what? I, I tell people I need to put my fat fingers on the diet because maybe I typed it wrong. <laughs> I don't know. So uh, my fingers, my fingers, well, you know, arthritis, it, it, 
arthritis starting to stick in too. Arthritis getting on my nerves. Me and Tumor becoming it best friends. It still says Blog Talk Radio though. So it would, it, but uh, and then it says there are no sco- there are no shows scheduled for the next twenty four hours. Mm, okay. Okay. She's calling in now. All right. Let me okay. log her on because I'm about to fuss at her. Good morning, <laughs> Lady T. How are you doing? Good morning. Okay, we're talking, about the, we're talking about the role of a woman. Now, I want to say this, and then I'm going to let you speak a little bit, Lady T. Proverbs 3126, when she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instruction with kindness. Now, that sounds like a mama to me, a mother, a leader, a teacher, a woman in ministry. Let's talk about that a little bit, Lady T. Proverbs 3126. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instruction with kindness. Oh. hmm Well, hey, I say if you, whatever you're doing at home, it, that's the way you're going, that's the way you're going to act in church, because you can't hide who you are, not for long. Mm-hmm. So if you're taking care of your home, and it says, you know, um, your children and your husband, they you look to you, they worship you. That's because they know that you're taking care of them, you're taking care of the home, you're taking care of everything. And then when you go into right. the church and you're in that role too, you're going to do the same thing. It don't have to be seen. It could be behind the scenes. you just making sure the house is all right, it's in order, you know, and while you're in the first place, your husband is up preaching, that's all he really got to worry about. He ain't got to worry about nothing else because you got everything else covered, just like you got it covered out. Mm-hmm. And that's why but when you go out, the people, mm-hmm. the people recognize and be like, oh, yeah, he got he got a good wife because he well taken care of. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what they say behind every good man is a good woman, and that is true. We thought it even in our last president, Barack Obama. We know Honey Michelle was no joke. She had it under right. control. She handled it, you know, and even with Hillary Clinton, you know. So a lot of times we talk about the role. It has nothing to do with your ethnicity. It has to be with who you are and who God designed you to be. And even if you know you are slacking, or, but don't let nobody – discredit you, discourage you, beat you down, beat you up, because I've seen a lot of individuals that struggle with that because they feel like they're not measuring up. But see, you got to consider the source, too. Where is that coming from? Yeah. So some that's people, a whole well, other Well, yeah, but when you have, when you have it together and you know there's something you're doing, what you're supposed to do, not only what you're supposed to do, but you, that's who you are in you. And, mm-hmm. you know, you are doing what you're supposed to as a help meet, as a wife, as a mother, you know, as a sister, as a friend, you're doing you're doing your part because it's just in you. And some of us, we just mm-hmm. don't have it in us to do it. Correct. And when you have it in you and the next person, they want what you have. They want to be in your place. They want to do what you do, but they don't have it in them. So they try to discredit you, talk about you, and say, you're something you're not. You know, they try to make you out to be, oh, they a nag or they did, they're controlling. No, it's not control. It's not nagging. It's taking care of business. You know, it's mm-hmm. taking care of your home, making sure your children are okay, your husband's okay, you know. And then if you're, your mom, your, if your mom's a widow and everything, you're making sure she okay. Take, you know what I'm saying? You're just making sure, mm-hmm. making sure everything is 
everything is running, everything is running smoothly. You know, your kids, you know, people watch them, they be like, wow, you know, she's a good mom. Because people used to tell me all that all the time. So I, we can tell you take care of your home, your family, because your kids are well-mannered. You know, they're respectful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that goes a long way. And some people, they would look and be like, oh, her kids are spoiled. She gives them like blah, 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 blah. No, that ain't just because they're taught right and brought up right don't mean they spoil. It just means that they were brought mm-hmm. up right because that's how I was brought up. Mm-hmm. So you got to yeah. look at you that. Know, Some people try to it's, look at it's the wrong. Interesting. It's interesting because of the simple fact, I remember my mother used to say, when people see you, they see me. And I am, um, you are a reflection of me. And I never really realized what she meant by that until I became an adult. And now that I have adult children, a lot of the things that my kids do, people try to throw it back up in, in my face. But as a woman, I'm like, you know what? They are who they are. And even if you didn't have a mother, like she and I was talking at the beginning, some of our parents didn't know no better. Some of our parents, they weren't taught these things. It's like, I don't know if right. Brian shared with you that um, the, the YouTube of the guy, Blake, about silly women. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. found that yeah. to be interesting because a lot of people weren't yeah. taught. They don't know no better. So what do right. you do? How do you not be a silly woman? How do you not feel you have to compete and do these things? We have another caller calling in. Let me log on this caller. <laughs> Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Pricing Predicaments Blog Talk Radio, number ended in one four. How are you doing? Hello, hello, hello. Three is in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. How are you doing, Sister Jeanette? It's Pastor Don, Jr. CEO. Well. I don't know who I'm speaking with, but I'm doing well. How are you doing? It's Pastor Don, Jr., CEO. And oh, okay. I want to ask the ladies, um, do you feel like uh, – do you feel like uh, everything that a woman does is within the realms of Proverbs 31? And the reason why I ask that, because men are required to do certain things in order to get everything going. Well, everything that a woman doing is not within Proverbs 31. If they don't know Proverbs 31, they haven't been taught Proverbs 21, nor has it been demonstrated to them. A lot of women that had women or mothers in the church that was living this role, sometimes they still backslid, and there was no clear understanding and the teachings of how to teach a woman how to be a woman. And I deal with that even as a therapist and as a Christian and the way I live my life. When young women come to me, I have to talk to them in a way and do it with kindness so that they don't think I'm judging them or that I think that I'm, you know, better than them. So sometimes you have to set examples. Now, a lot of times women are taught to go find a king, but they don't even know how to be a queen. So part of this, when you talk about that role, we have to go back and redefine that role of a woman because people have a misperception of the role of a woman, and it goes a lot of it back to respect. So I'm going to answer your question by saying not all women. Not all. Do you have anything else you want to add? Now, now I have a question for you as a man. What do you okay. perceive as the role of a woman? What is your perception of 
Well, she needs to be right beside me. What I mean by, and I'm saying me from me speaking from my standpoint as a pastor, I have to adhere to God and the will of God. But as a man, before mm-hmm. I became Pastor Donnell Green Jr., I was Donnell Green Jr. So I have mm-hmm. needs, wants, and admirations. A woman has needs, wants, and aspirations. But I believe you give what you get. So if you give respect, you get respect. If you plant negative seeds, you get negative results. So for me, mm-hmm. I feel a woman should be right beside. You're not going to have to agree with me, but every relationship should be 51-49. Whoever is the best in that situation, they should be the aggressor doing what they're best at. Whoever is the worst should take a back seat and let that person move forward. So with all that being said, I'm saying that we as a people – we don't spend enough time with each other individually. We have jobs. We work 10 to 6, 9 to 5. We might actually get five hours together, but then when we mm-hmm. got the, uh, the whole town hall meeting and you're not dating a woman, you're dating four of her friends because they have their mm-hmm. opinion. You're not dating a man. You're dating four of their friends because they have their opinion. We're coming in unequipped and unaware, and we are need to yoke. So with that being said, I feel that, as a couple in a relationship, if a woman is better cooking, she should cook. If a man is better generating the money, he should generate the money. But in the cases where he's incapacitated, he can't generate the money, you shouldn't kick him while he's down. If a woman don't feel good because she's having a cycle and she don't feel like cooking today, you can't kick her while she's down. And the flip side of that is the more people you have involved in your relationship, it's hard to, when you close the lights off at night where everybody looks the same, to go sleep at peace because you're not sleeping with the right energy. They say you shouldn't go to bed being mad, but it's hard to let things go. Words hurt mm-hmm. more than anything else, and they hurt words can be somebody else because they can. And we live in a digital age where if you send a text message, you can reread it, or you can cut the phone on and see a text with somebody, and everything changes. So I say that with this on demand society, we don't have the values of love, but at the end of the day, if you don't love yourself and you don't love yourself to have somebody to walk beside you, you need to walk somewhere mm-hmm. else because as long as they're walking behind you or in front of you, y'all not agreeing. Correct. Let me say That's what this. I feel. Let me say this, and I appreciate you and what you said, but I want to say this. I always tell individuals that a relationship should not be 50-50. It should be 100 and 100. You give 100, they give 100. I remember I was dating a guy, and we kind of had an off-and-on relationship for like 20-something years, I mean, long time. And the one thing he told me, and I learned, he said, Jeanette, you date men that are beneath you. And one of the things of listening to this pastor, and his name was Pastor, I think it's Blake, not, not the Blake in L.A., but it's another guy. He talks about a Ph.D. woman with a GED man. But sometimes we have Ph.D. men dating a GED woman, and we even have it in the pulpit. Now, when you go into this unequally yoke, are you going to it with the fact of, yes, she's supposed to be by your side, she should not be in front of you, but you got to know what you're dealing with, too. And if you can and, and see, a lot of times we go into relationships trying to change people. Even when I was getting information for the show and they were talking about Adam and Eve, and we talk about a helpmate, you've got to know your role. You've got to know your role. And even if she can cook, it is so fun when you're in the kitchen and you're cooking together. You're showing them how to cook or vice versa. But you don't let the public know what's going on in your household you keep that between the two of you, and a part of that has to do with maturity. 
not just the role of a woman, because, no, you should not be married and going to bed or in her mind and all, all these other thoughts and attitudes and perceptions and beliefs are in your home. No, it should be like that. So that has a lot well, to do with the person. Let me, let me hold on. Let me make a statement on a footnote of that. Now, this is a real thing now. We don't get with people who we're actually going to be with. We get with their representative. And I want to give you a time scale here. When you first meet somebody, the first 30 days, the first two weeks, then you don't want to fart around them. You don't want to blow a rough with any feathers. After 90 days, the real person comes out. But then when you've been with somebody for 10 years, you look them in their face. You know when they lie to you. You know how they look when they lie to you. Like, I was an alcoholic for a very long time. I'm working on it every day. But this is the truth. I told my wife when I first met her, I said, if you ever ask me if I'm drinking, I'm going to tell you no. I'm going to lie to your face every time. When she met, first met mm-hmm. me, first year was no problem. Second year was no problem. We 10 years in. So now it's a major problem. Anytime I get close to alcohol anywhere, I can not brush my teeth. And she said, you were drinking today. Now, because I told her that on the first day, that's however you go in, that's how you end up. I'm saying to you, we meet through representatives, and we expect the representative to stay there, and then the representative is talking about the potential, and that's what we buy into. And when the potential don't happen, it brings in a disappointment, and there's nothing else worse than you telling somebody you're going to pick them up after work, two hours go past, you ain't picked them up for work, eight hours go past, and they they passing up rides. Well, no, no, I got to ride. My wife's going to come get me. I got to ride. My wife's going to come get me. Well, the day come, you walk home, you like, bitch, where you was at? So, well, forgive me, but I got to keep it real. Bitch, where were you at? Then it's like, well, I, I didn't want to come get you because I thought you was going to get a ride. Now, for the next three months, you pissed off, and you don't have enough energy to go to her and say that was just dirty because you don't want to escalate the situation. So with what you said, you was right. But at the end of the day, in your gut, you be knowing what it is. You know, if you got somebody that's jacked up, you know they're jacked up, but you go against your better judgment and give them the benefit of the doubt. So I'm saying uh, it is knowing your role, but you got to also know yourself. Am I willing to put up yeah. if it don't happen? That's true. And, you know, it's funny you said that because I remember hearing Bishop Joe preach about being at the airport waiting on his wife. <laughs> his wife took forever to show up. That's what it reminds me of. But you know what? But the thing is, too, and, um, and not only that, um, that uh, Joe Osteen said, when you first meet a person, they tell you what they think you want to hear. Then they will tell you what they think was going to make them look or sound good. Then you get to the truth. Now, me now in my 50s, I look at the character of a person. What is your character? And, yes, people marry young. People marry for different reasons. They hook up. Think they got their soulmate. And like they said, you might have your soul tie. People either, some mature, some don't. And sometimes, and I heard Paula White say, if you can grow with me, you can go with me. Now, we all have our flaws. We all have our We all have these things. But it's are you willing to tolerate it? Is this what's going to destroy your marriage? My last husband used to snore so loud I couldn't stand it. I used to be like, I'm suffering from sleep deprivation. What <laughs> <I snore laughs> the thing is? Oh God! When you start looking, at, and you know what? And I'm a therapist. You have no idea how many people come to my office where their marriage is in trouble because one person snore. You know, so these are little things that at first were like it wasn't no problem ten years ago. Why the problem now? You know, people gaining weight, people losing weight. Sometimes we, our marriages or our relationships be in trouble because of things that some individuals, and like you said, then, then there's an underlying grudge. 
this resentment that we have for one another. And as I'm going through some of this information, even talking about just the role of a woman, it talks about the role of a woman is basically being forgiving. You know, they want people to forgive. But some things we, we may forgive, but don't mean we forget. But we have to go back again to respect. And when we talk about respect, it's not that if you disrespect me, I'm going to disrespect you. If a person is disrespectful and, I, and they disrespect me, I'm not going to just disrespect them. I'm going to leave them alone because I know you don't know how to treat me. I know that you don't value my role as a woman, as a person, as a human being. So I don't need to be in your presence. But that doesn't mean I'm going to act out and act ugly with you. I'll move on. But I had to learn that. Well, well, I well, Sister Janae, hold on. Let me say this. I gotta, I, I gotta give you, I gotta give it to you, blood water. I gotta give it to you, blood water. It's bad, but it's the truth. You got, you got an echo. We don't call. We don't call any. We don't call anymore. It's just I meet you on Monday. By Friday, we married. Next thing you know, here come the kids, and now we really find out what we got. There's no more courting. Back in the day when I grew up, you had to meet the mother, the father. They had to find out where you was coming from. They got to find out what they're getting into. Now it's microwave. And because we don't have the values of that, we don't put on white shirts to sit at the table. We're looking at our phones. Our relationships are building the same distance. When a couple get together and they ain't seen each other all week, they're so busy in their phone telling everybody we're together, they ain't never looked at each other and said, I love you, baby. So I'm saying to you, I do understand what you're saying, the role of the woman is the most valuable thing because she brings life and spirits. Men can't do that. But at the end of the day, that woman is the key emphasis because y'all are very, very, very well well put together. Y'all can be having 50 guys and a dude and never know. But once she find out, oh, my God. It, and now, guys, on the flip side, we just bowl with it. We just do it in your face. Oh, yeah, I'm cheating with her. And, and that's well, what it's been like. Thing. This is the thing. If you got fifty, if a woman got fifty men, and just like they were talking about the woman at the um that had the five husbands, they talk about in the Bible. My thing now, I would want to know what was going on with that woman at that time. I'm not gonna judge that woman, but has that woman matured? What did you learn from this? And like you said, we got a lot of these microwave relationships. We hear people are jumping in the bed thinking that they they tired, the clock is ticking. What do you mean your clock is ticking? You know, I remember my last subject. If you divorce, ain't nobody gonna want you. I'll be like, oh my God, he just don't have a clue. But a right. lot of times, people lower people's self-esteem and they take away because we talk about a woman. We think all women are maternal. All women are not maternal. So sometimes we have right. to be taught, but we got to be taught with love and kindness. Self-criticizing, critiquing, breaking the person down, comparing them to other women. I wouldn't want a man that got 50 women he's dealing with at one time as well. If I was a man, I wouldn't want a woman dealing with 50 men at one time. That's too much. That means that she is unstable and don't know what she wants. So now I have some information, and I'm going to let you talk, Tammy, too. And this is coming from gracechurch.org, and it talks about the role of a woman. And it says, all the women have traditionally fulfilled supportive roles in serving, again, the church. And because we talk about the church woman. And one thing I've learned, too, sometimes church women can be some of the biggest holes out there, too. So we can't just say because they're in the church. But the thing is, unfortunately, movement has made headway even in the church, creating chaos and confusion regarding the role of a woman both in ministry and in the home. Now, only in Scripture can God intended design for women be found. But they talk about the Old Testament. 
In the Old Testament and women, it says in the creation account, Genesis 1, first God, and they talk about the word on the subject of men and women is that they were equally created in the image of God. Neither received more of an image of God than the other. So the Bible begins with the equality of the sexes. And as person, mm. as visual being, standing before God, men and women are absolute equal. But sometimes we try to compete. You know, women out there competing for men, against men in roles, and we've taken these things and we started creating our own role, which is what we're talking about today. Now, despite this equality, there in Genesis, it talks about it's more detailed account of the creation of the two human beings that reveals differences in their God-given functions and responsibilities. I don't have nothing against a stay-at-home guy if he's financially secured and he got the money to stay at home. You know, I was talking to a person today, we were talking about lazy, our person being lazy. But then we tell people self-care. Is your self-care running into laziness? Are you just slouching around not doing nothing? But can you do that? Can you afford to do that? Meaning, are you being responsible? Now, when we start going into this, we talk about God's given function responsibility. God did not create the man and the woman at the same time, but rather he created Adam first and Eve later for the specific purpose of being Adam's helper. Eve is equal to Adam, but she was given the role of the duty of submitting to him, although the word helper carries a positive cognition. Now, I've had people tell me, Jeanette, you don't know how to submit. Jeanette, you don't know. Tell me, as a pastor's wife, I'm going to have you help us with this one. What do they mean when we talk about in Genesis, when we talk about God created Adam and Eve to be equal? But yet now we have this role, and people are taking it in, out, of, um, out of context. Tammy? I don't know where Tammy is. I know she's still on the Okay, sir, I'm going to ask you, girl, Darnell. Is that, how you, is that your name, Darnell? You said Darnell Green? Yeah, it's what, Pastor what you, Don. Okay, Pastor Don. Okay, Pastor Don, yes, tell me basically what we just said before. Now, as I look at this information, and it says that God created Adam and Eve to be equal, but what is what? what is your take on that? Well, I I feel like this. He said, "Let us make let let us make man in our image. We're aliens. We don't belong here, and because we don't belong here, we we transcend time by every time we open our mouths because we have the same power of God. Whatever we say is going to happen is going to happen. We believe with our heart. That's why in the Bible they say we have not because we ask not. We have to put it out there. Now, when you're with a woman." And a man and a woman is together, that's one thing. But you're marrying everybody she's been with, everybody that she's interacted with, not just having sex, but their families, they 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 problems, they situations. So no matter what goes mm-hmm. on, we jacked up when we get together from day one. So why do that? That's my point as a therapist. If you know you jacked up going in it, why you put yourself in that situation? Now, when I was in my, I tell people, when I was in my 20s, uh, my teens, there were some things, there were some people that I dealt with. Lord knows I didn't have no business messing with some people. Here I am, a straight-A student, a drum majorette, a dude, da 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 and I'm messing with gang bangers, drug dealers. It's like, for real? But in my 50s, there's no way I'm going to put myself in that situation. So sometimes it goes back to when we know better, we do better. But how do we get a young woman? Because, like I said, as a therapist, I work with a lot of teenagers, a lot of young adults, 
and I'm watching them destroy their lives. I'm watching them make mistakes that many women before them have made, and yet this vicious cycle continues. What do we do even in the church to teach a woman how to be a woman? Because we got the mothers of the church. We got, you know, what do we do? What do we do? Okay, what we do is we have healthy conversations. Like this. faith comes by hearing. If we don't talk about it, we'll never be able to be about it. And the deal is we know what we like and what we don't like. If it don't taste good, we're not going to eat it. Now, here's the situation. Not everybody's going to like the same food. So you can't get mad at right. somebody because they eat the steak and you're drinking milk. So that's a lot right. of what it is. It's how you perceive things. Now, if you get to a point where you say, I can't deal with this woman no more, I'm going to go somewhere else that's a different energy as opposed to I'm going to submit myself to ridicule, disrespect. Then whatever comes out of it, that's because you submitted yourself to it. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have another caller on the line. Let me log this person on. Good. I should say afternoon. This is Jeanette. Welcome to Purchase Predicaments. Log Talk Radio number ended in one three. How are you doing? I'm doing great. <sighs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if you've been listening to the show, <laughs> but we've been going back and forth, back and forth. I think we've kind of silenced Miss Tammy. What is your take on this in regards to the role of the woman? Because I have Pastor Don on the air, and Pastor Don was saying how. It should be done. What did you say? Forty nine, fifty one. Was that your take on that? In regards to correct, we, we we switch roles. Whoever's the best should be going first. Okay, but he also talked about how sometimes that you know the role of a woman and you know people put on a pretend and they try to be somebody they not and you find this out years later. But my thing is we talk about this and talking about the um, just the role of a woman. Tony, help us out here. What's, what's your take on the role of a woman? <laughs> The role of a woman. Oh my God, I You're would just point it right. I can only speak on. I will, see the things on, on stuff like that is I will only try to speak from the word. And in Proverbs gives us an idea of the role of a woman is and what that woman should be doing. Our whole idea of the role of a woman and a man should be based on what God thinks it is, not so much on what the world. The mm-hmm. world can give us a different perspective. The Word of God gives us a clear perspective. It tells you her responsibilities, what she's doing, how, and she her mindset is on her household and her family. Uh, as far as I don't know how far y'all got, y'all gotten really far in this conversation. But as far as the world, the woman needs to be home cooking and cleaning. That's the world point of view. A man can cook and clean too, and mm-hmm. and. Uh, and, and and so we have to distinguish what the world is trying to tell us what a woman's role is and what the word of God tells us what the woman's role is. Correct, because a lot of times women are so confused as far as men too. Because men are accepting women that are portraying a certain image because it's kinda of like Pastor Don was saying, you know what you like. But yeah, but if you know that what you like ain't gonna fit well with your soul, and you gonna be some, there's gonna be some consequences later on. Why play with that? And you cannot teach character. You can't. So sometimes, you know, I, I think that we just need to do better because even as a therapist, I don't want to be like I tell people. I can't put you together, and I can't break you up. All we can do is discuss the issues, and then you have a choice of whether you can live with this or not. And I have like a, a call to my sister from another mother. She used to always say when we would do co-therapy together, if this person never changes, 
than what you go do. And some people are afraid to change. And I have a son. And even with my son and some of the decisions that he makes with some of the women, I'd be like, what are you doing? What are you thinking? I mean, he's not getting it from his mother or his sister because we don't act like that. So I think that men also need to be more receptive in regards to some of the things that they're willing to tolerate from a woman too. Because somehow we got to get back to the basics and try to um, help not only women but help men too. Now, Pastor Don, you have something to say. What would you go say, Pastor Don, if I can hear it? Well, I'm glad you you read my spirit. Okay, this is the biggest thing, and I want to make sure we're on the same page. People are going to evolve. The person you meet when you're 19, you're not going to be that same person when you're 45. And sometimes mm-hmm. people's success kills championships, meaning when a person don't have nothing and a brother get his stuff together, like you're saying, for a woman that don't use drugs, she's in a church every day, she's hooked up with a crackhead by whatever reason, the guy get off crack, get his life together. Now all the issues she had with him, he don't have anymore, but the whole time while he's getting it together, she's beating him down. So then when he finally get his stuff together and he don't have time for her and he go find somebody else, she went here for 10 years and a matter of two years stuff get done because a new lady comes in and gives love to the situation. So I say that to say to you, the evolution Pastor. changes everything. Okay, Pastor. Do you Pastor, feel me? Pastor, Pastor Don, I'm going to back up just a little bit. Just a little bit, I'm back mm-hmm. up, okay? Because when you're talking about the lady in the church connected with a crackhead, mm-hmm. I'm not saying a crackhead should connect with a crackhead because that don't always work either. Because I've seen crackheads right. who go with crackheads, and then when they get clean, that don't work. Now, but the right. lady in the church hooking up with a crackhead, her intentions may have been to help and fix that man. She can't help and fix him. She's not God. And so for Correct. the woman in the church to hook with the crackhead, and the crackhead get his life together, apparently that woman has some codependency issues. She has some self-esteem issues, some insecurities that she dated beneath her, thinking that she can help this man, and then when the man get on his feet, he leave it for somebody else, that's the problem that I see as a therapist in my office with a lot of people. They weren't equally yoked from the get-go. Tony, any comments right. in regard to that? Because we need to start off on yeah, that. I would say um, I, I know he's creating a scenario, which is pretty good scenario, but I would say to anyone. No, that's real-life uh, issues. That stuff happens. Yeah, I know. Sure. I'm saying what I say is this is, do not uh, a woman of God shouldn't get herself involved with this person unless he has come to change, unless he has made a change. Don't try to change, and you brought up a good point. Don't try to change anybody. The Word of God does that. Uh, don't do your best to try not to get involved with someone emotionally with someone who are going through changes. They need to get those changes out of their own system. And then mm-hmm. after they've made those changes, and if you think that person is worth dating and getting involved with and towards marriage, then by all means. But uh, be very careful dipping in with anyone who's going through, got all those problems. They came out of that world with a whole lot of problems, and now they need to make a change with that. Another point I want to make out, too, is we have to be very careful, too, with, with sometimes in these relationships that we, we, have, we, have, we believe that's supposed to work according to the world, we can put our wives, our own wives, and our own mates into a, into a mentality of depression because there's pretty pressure on the woman trying to make her think she's supposed to be this particular way. And so we need to back off away from this. This this this, this, wor- this whole world thing is really ripping the relationships up. 
a whole lot of things ripping these relationships up and, and damaging marriages because people are trying to live according to the world and what they think a marriage is supposed to be. And we have to be mm-hmm. careful that we don't cage the other mate into a situation mm-hmm. where we put this pressure on them and next thing you know they want to get out of it. And we don't even realize we're doing it because we're just following right. something someone else told us to do. And so I, mm-hmm. I was saying getting don't get involved with anyone that's that's going through some changes prior to the marriage. Now if there's some things going on during the marriage, that's not what we're saying, mm-hmm. but try to stay away from someone who is uh going through these changes of alcoholism, you trying to help them, help them, yes. But don't get in, get involved with them on a on a relationship until they have come to a certain level where they have uh, conquered those things. Correct. And you know what, because a lot of times men look for stability. And a lot of times with that, and, and I found that even with myself, where men that would try to hit on me or be attracted to me, and I'm like, but then they get intimidated because they're like, okay, she's a business owner, she got this, she got that. And I don't put myself above nobody. I don't, that's not even my mentality. But by that same token, to just think you could just come in and everything, no, no, uh-uh, I am so not the one. But the thing is, we just have to be mindful. <laughs> laughing at me. I don't know if it's Pastor Don or Tony. Which one of y'all laughing at me? <laughs> Tony. I'm laughing too. I'm laughing too. Because some brothers can come into the situation. I know some sisters who just go and say they're not going to go anything lower than what they have. Then I also know some sisters who say they can work with what they can work with. If that man shows them affection and love and consideration, and understand the fact that she's much more of a breadwinner, and he can bring something to the table. It's better table, than nothing, yeah. just enough. Bring something to that table. <laughs> Please bring over a thousand dollars a month to that table, and pay something. And and I and, and I've friend. seen people, huh? No, I said I could be your friend. We can hang out. We can do all that. But we ain't gonna. No, no, I'm too old for that. No. Yeah, because yeah, I understand. But some, 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 some women are comfortable with the fact that okay, I can deal with someone who's less of a bread a winner than I that's am. That's fine. And I know a lot of rela- marriages that's working on that level because some women are business women like yourself, and they bring in a great, a great sum of money. And then there's some brothers who work for the city or maybe work for the state, and they don't bring in that much money, but they got a job with benefits. And the two people care about each other. They care about each other, and that's that's mediocre when they both care and love love one another. You know what, Tony? That's the key. He he said it. He said it. That's the key. They have to have their own relationship. The bottom line is two people close that door, and they do all kinds of stuff behind closed doors. You meet the people as a couple out in the street, but what they do behind closed doors, only God knows. So what he said was the key. God is love, and if the love is not there, no matter how much finance, it's a, it's a nuisance without the romance. If you don't have that love for your woman, that's right. a problem. You get what I'm saying? Well, you know what? You're not going to go get a this job and do better. And at the same time, I don't, you feel me? I'm more out the way. Base, I don't base relationships on, on money. That I don't do. I don't. My role as a woman, I'll tell people, I don't think I would even be probably compatible with another man that had a business or work as much as I do. Because we'd probably be sitting up there like they talk about two people sitting there having dinner, both of them on their, on their phones. You know, Tony, you saw when you came to my house and saw that paperwork all over the place. The person would be like, uh, 
you know, you work too much for me. So I get that. I totally get that. But what I'm seeing is if you can meet a person halfway and you have things in common, you are compatible, but it, then to me it still goes back to respect. The role of a woman, when we talk about a woman being a mother, a grandmother, a daughter-in-law, a wife, you know, a woman plays different roles, but we got to get back to respect, where women respect themselves and men as well as respect women. And there's a lot of women out there that do a lot of things, a lot of treacherous women out there, and sometimes we got to treat them with kindness and love to get them back in so that they can know, you know what, baby, you ain't got to act like that. You don't have to be like that because sometimes they just don't know no better. Those are some of the things that I'm talking about. Now, I know we're almost done with the show. I'm going to ask you, Pastor Don, anything you want to tell the listeners? We talk about the role of a woman because we talked about our different perspectives. But anything you want to say to okay. end the show out? As we talk about. I'm going to say this in closing. The woman is the most important species on this earth because they can bring spirits into this world. We can preach all we want to as men and go make all the money, but without that woman, we can't reproduce, and that ends the cycle of time. The hands of time never stop moving. We can't take back what already happened. That's like when you go to the courtroom and the lawyer say strike that from the record, the judge say strike that from the record, when they hear it, it happens. And because mm-hmm. we're people, we have so many people around us, advisors, mamas, sisters, cousins, brothers, aunties. We let other people infect our relationship and becomes a cancer. I feel like this. If we got back to how it used to be back in the day where the couple – was the the major, major focal point, each other. They knocking each other down to help each other, then that's a healthy relationship. But if you always telling your mate, I ain't got time, I'm not going to do it, trust me, somebody's going to have time, somebody's going to find mm-hmm. the right rhyme and reason to do it. So I'm saying to y'all like this, I've been married four times, so I'm telling y'all from experience, it's easier and cheaper to keep her but at the end of the day, you got to keep your relationship with God first, and then he's going to provide things. Sometimes it's going to hurt. Sometimes you got to move on. Everything has a season, a rhyme, and a reason. That's Ecclesiastes 3. Sometimes that woman you might be with as your wife is just you up for your actual soulmate and where you're going to end up dying with. So don't think it's a game. God is in control, and his will will be done. But at the end of the day, don't grieve the spirit. If you have to get up and go in the middle of the night and make the church break, like uh, Angela Bassett and what's love got to do with it, you got to do what you got to do. If you want to stay in there and you know she's cheating with 40 guys, well, you would like to do that. But then when you make that break, you can't turn back. You turn into a pillar of salt. My name is Pastor Don Jr. CEO. You can reach me direct at 818-358-5722. I'd love to hear from you and hear what you got to say. And I'm out. I'm here. Tony, anything you want to say in closing as we talk about this? Uh, I just simply said it as a a two-way street, respect her, respect him. I think this good book speaks about sweet words, turn away bitterness. And uh, a lot of these uh, relationships and marriages is, is because the folks are at home insulting one another. You throw that out of the book. And, 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 and respect one another and say wonderful things to one another. That marriage will last. Each one know they rule based on the good book. Uh, lastly, I would say is there's a, there's a powerful spirit in this world that uh, Satan the devil put on women that make them not comfortable with the one man that they with, and he tried to do that with Eve.
and uh, there's a powerful. We do it with men too. Men are not content with one woman; they want variety. That's a wicked spirit, and we need to be mindful of that. And when you find that one there, you stay with that, and you work things out as if all possible. Keep the word of God in that marriage and that arrangement. Respect and love one another, and say wonderful things to each other. And I, I promise you this, based on those scriptures, that that marriage will last a long time. God never meant for any of us be divorced. His whole mm-hmm. arrangement was never meant for us to be separated and divorced. But things do happen. I'm not criticizing anybody. Tell the truth. It does happen. Some people just don't seem to be able to stay in that arrangement. And, and we, we we have to, if we find someone else, then fine. But he never meant for a divorce. And uh, we can fall in love and stay in love with the person. Be sweet. Be kind to one another. Say those wonderful words. Tell how much you preach. Uh, let me say, start live up. Let me leave with this. One time I was with a guy, we were sitting there talking. I said, listen, man, the streets can be on fire, the houses can be on fire, but as long as there's a woman walking by, everything's going to be all right. Mm, wow. You know, thank you. And I'm looking well at Well said. Something. I love that. Well said. I'm going out the way. Well, go, it's going to be all right because the woman go make it all right. And I'm looking at something. <laughs> what is a woman? It says the woman is the flowing of river of spirit. On its bank dwells a male, a man. It is the flow of that river, that spirit, that woman is clean, healthy, and constant. The dweller shall not leave the dwelling. That dwelling will turn itself into a city, a town, a capital, and also it can also lead to a happy home. And that is so, so true because, like I said, the role of a woman, you know, it is a science. We have to learn it. We have to go back. We have to teach women. But men have to also stop accepting women that are dealing with those issues and cat raggedy. Send them back to a woman that can help them. You know, I've had men, I've had even men tell me about their wives. Jeanette, can you please help her? I'm like, uh, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> That's your wife, you know. But we have, when we know better, we do better. So I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Until next week, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but we will figure it out. So, again, thank you very much. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Pastor Don. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.